Our music man is in the house. That's right. Martin will join us in a minute and musically enlighten us. Yep, even the laptop Buddha doll is excited about this one. Get comfortable, get excited, pump up the volume. It's time for the English Teacher John Show number 63. Welcome, everyone, to the English Teacher John Show number 63. Yay! Our show is for English learners of all abilities. Um, We try to use clear and easy to understand English. Our podcast is recorded and produced right here in our low-tech, no, 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 I mean high-tech studio in Matsumoto, Japan. My name is John Coons, and I am an English teacher, podcaster, amateur video producer, part-time mountain biker, full-time thinker, and computer enthusiast, among other things. Oh, yeah, Um, and I'm also your host of the English Teacher John Show. Well, it's still uh, autumn here in Matsumoto. You know, it just keeps getting better and better better here. The air is fresh and crisp, and my brain works a little better this time of year. You know what? I think it's a good time of year for eating. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, eating. And uh, to tell you the truth, I just finished off some brown rice with tofu daikon radish, which is very popular here, Uh, some Japanese miso soup, and uh, I think there were a few vegetables in there too. Well, that was tasty. All right, let's see. Uh, In today's show, we have uh, three segments. First, uh, our music man, Martin, talks about, uh, let me see, Mm, yeah, We'll talk about music. You knew that. Uh, then we'll have a couple of idioms. And finally, in our third segment, you'll hear some famous and not so famous quotations. Okay, let's jump in with our interview. Teacher John Show, we have a special guest in the English Teacher John studio in Matsumoto, Japan. 
Martin, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Good to be here. Yes, Martin Chennault, um, a little bit famous to the at least to the English teacher John listeners and to the people around Matsumoto. Uh, Martin is the composer of the English teacher John theme and uh, transition music. There it was, just before. I'm sorry we can't offer you a lot of uh, financial gain for that, but uh, <laughs> from uh, from all the uh, listeners of the show and myself, a big thank you to you. No problem. Thank you. It's great. Now, if you do a Google search on my name, I come up under English Teacher John. All right. Uh, Martin also can be found at myspace.com. Do you have a few songs? Tell us about... Uh, you have a few songs on MySpace, and it's, uh, it's uh, M-A-R-T-I-N-C-H-E. N H A L L. That's right, no spaces. And and do you have a Facebook account? Uh, yes, I have recently got a Facebook account and as of today I've managed to put the same songs on the Facebook. Alright, so you can find Martin on uh, either Facebook or uh, MySpace. Uh, so Martin, you mm. put out a CD, your first CD. Yes, I put out my first CD this year in April. Uh, it's called Remember to Breathe. It has 12, 13 tracks, all independently produced. Mostly myself, myself and myself. <laughs> uh, on a couple of the tracks I've got my good friend and percussionist Shin, who is Shin Akita from Otaka, who's laying out some tracks with his cajon. But mostly just my blood, sweat and tears going into it from home. All right, well, um, uh, when you put that, what month did you put that CD out? Yeah, I released that in April. Uh, we had a little gig down at a uh, sober restaurant in Matsumoto. Yeah, and we did, I remember uh, if you check a podcast, uh, Martin, we featured you a little bit. I played a few songs from that. And uh, we do use a few, as you know, we use a few tracks of that in the uh, English Teacher John transitions. That's right. For English Teacher John, it is royalty free. <laughs> any, any, anybody else? You, you, it's not. <laughs> All right. Well, Martin, um, uh, I see you. Uh, you're pretty proud of the guitar that you're holding right now. Tell me about the guitar right now in your hands. Uh, well, there is a bit of a story behind this one. I was actually perhaps more proud of my last guitar, which was an Australian guitar called a Maton, which I'd had for about ten years, and. Uh, <clears throat> In Japan, I got myself what is known as a gomi guitar, which translates as trash guitar, and I used to take that to festivals. But, unfortunately, on a school camp, a certain child stepped on it and broke the head off, so my good mate on then became the take-to-festival guitar. And this year, I went to a few too many summer festivals, and the wood warped, and... Uh, the guitar is no longer sounding any good. So, so uh, you picked up this uh, this guitar here, this this beauty in your hands. This is a Japanese-made Ibanez. Sounds Spanish, Ibanez, but it's Japanese. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cheap. And um, the electronics are great. So when you plug it in, it's semi-acoustic. It sounds really nice. So no more acoustic blues. And what uh, what, what give us your uh, your three three favorite aspects of the guitar 
my three favorite aspects. Okay, well one of course is price. <laughs> <laughs> On the same day I could afford to buy both a guitar and an iPod when Ooh. I was only anticipating buying a guitar. And which costs more, the, the guitar or the iPod? <laughs> the iPod, <laughs> of okay. course. Um, so the price was good. The price was good. Uh, the playability factor is very high, very easy to play. And the third one is that when you plug it in, it has a very resonant sound, nice timbre. So that was something I was looking at buying. Um, I guess the last couple of years I've been playing live a little more and have had difficulties playing the acoustic guitar with various feedback issues with the pickup. So this one seems to have its own inbuilt uh, feedback reducer. You showed me the, um, the notch switches on the, the top of the guitar. It says here notch freq, which I guess means notch frequency and phase, licensed by B-Band. So I don't know what it all means, but uh, you can make the sound nicer. And uh, which of the Remember to Breathe songs sounds best on that guitar? <laughs> I don't know. I, that's a good question. Was that guitar used in the production of the DV of the CD? No, no, because the CD was finished by April. Oh, uh, sorry about that. My, my, my deadline was uh, kind of a necessity. I was moving out of my old house, which had the studio. And so I had to finish the CD before the studio was no more. <laughs> So what do you like to play? Uh, which, uh, which, which of the songs will come through best on the Ibanez new guitar? The new second-hand guitar. Mm, okay, let's play. I've heard this one on uh, English Teacher John. Give, so. give us a sample. <laughs> no, it's great. I, I love to hear you play. Um, I brought my guitar along, and I am absolutely not going to play uh, while we're recording. <laughs> you should. Uh, Martin is a, is a is also a teacher here, and he's trying to show me a few things, like uh, playing uh, one of the uh, Bob Marley songs. What were we working on? No Woman, No Cry. No Woman, No Cry. We did a medley and of Jimi Hendrix and some Bob Dylan, so we're... And we, we played a little uh, The Animals' uh, House of the Rising Sun. We did. Which I've been working at. And um, what was it? The Bob Dylan song. All Along the Watchtower. All Along the Watchtower, which was made famous by... Jimi Hendrix. And a few years back now, Dave Matthews also did it. Dave Matthews. But you're sounding good, John. Sounding oh, good. I'll tell you. You've got to put some of these tracks on, on your podcast. Uh, you know what? I equate... Um, the guitar and my uh, futile attempts at Japanese are sort of in the same boat. Um, I don't give either one enough time. Uh, I, I, I have an interest in both, but I am not very diligent. So, there we go. <laughs> Should I go into the long? Yes. Should I go into the long? Uh, excuse, we call that. Mm. Uh, Martin, so yeah. um, you, I know you've got... Uh, 
Tell us a little bit. I see some equipment laying on the ground yeah. here. Let's let's uh, we'll do. Just tell me quickly the electronic equipment, and then we'll move to the to the instruments that you. Have. Okay, so uh, we've been having a little jam with John here this afternoon. So he brought the electric guitar, so I needed to bring out a, a amp first. I have a a Roland. I think it's a GA30, specifically designed for uh, synthesizers, but. Uh, pretty much you can plug anything into it. but And that's the amplifier. Yeah, uh, as with many musicians in Japan, or tryhard musicians, I tend to buy most of my stuff from second-hand uh, second shops. Because For the selection. For the, yeah, for the selection. <laughs> <laughs> and the price, maybe. Yeah, and so this one was about uh, 80 Australian, 75 American, 78 Canadian. We might say Yasui! Cheap! <laughs> Yes, good night. And then uh, we've got a, a, some kind we're, of mixer. We're, we're on plugged the into a small Behringer mixer, um, which takes four inputs, but there's only two of us, so that's more than enough. And then I also cracked out the Boss ME30 and effects processor, which we didn't really use today. Um, and that's that has the pedal on it. That has the pedal, so you can get the wah wah overdrive, delay, reverb. When when I play and when it's working, which isn't all the time, I tend to use mostly just a bit of reverb, some heavier songs, overdrive, and on some ballad songs, a bit of delay on the guitar, which kind of makes it sound dreamy mm. or airy. So when I um, move a little further along my proficiency curve, mm. can I? Say I want to, you know, I like to play some of the songs I grew up with in, mm. in the 70s, let's say. So if I want to start rocking out some AC/DC uh, leads or something, will that pedal, will that pedal help me? Do I get some distortion, yes. some some wicked leads <laughs> with that? Can't quite crack it up. Yeah, yeah. If um, if you put the overdrive on, then that'll give you some of the anger that you need to play AC/DC. <laughs> some of the anger, I like the hard, hard rocking songs. Assist you there. All right. <laughs> hey, I see um, you, M Martin. You have your. Uh, you've got a mic uh, sitting next to your computer. You've got the uh, a keyboard of some sort there. What's that sitting over there on the computer table? Okay, that's a Ederol. Is it PC30? It's a, a MIDI controller. So without having anything to plug it into, it won't work as a keyboard itself. It's a keyboard that you need to plug into another MIDI device or. Excuse me, at the moment it's going into the, com uh, the computer and working as a controller for various uh, synthesizers I have within mm. programs on the computer. And the microphone, um, when, when I, re I recorded the CD through my home PC and I have a sound card that's an external sound card, fairly large, that you can plug all your instruments or external inputs into and then it converts into a signal through the firewire. How does it do it? I don't know. I'm just spinning out this difficult vocabulary without actually understanding how the magic works. But through the process of producing your CD, yes, you probably got pretty good. Not only in a musical as as far as uh, your music, playing mm. the music, but the technology of dealing with oh, the, indeed, indeed, the, and the software and everything. Yeah, else yeah, too. and and I guess when you start off in not being able to use it, and the amount of times that it stuffs up you have to do it over and over again, or your songs over and over again, the parts over and over again, and it really makes you practice more than perhaps you want to, which is a good thing. And about um, 
the process of writing the songs like how not the not the engineering of it uh, how long was the songwriting process for all the how many songs are on the CD 12 or 13 12 or 13 um, and about how long to kind of write all those songs I and guess practice. yeah um, it's hard to say I suppose some of those songs I'd had floating around for a long time that they all like when did I do it this year so I suppose those songs were anywhere from three years to three weeks old. Oh, so some pulled on material from before and... Well, from, I guess, mostly from coming to Japan, I suppose some of the inspiration was through, you know, earlier life events, but uh, I guess I didn't really take seriously the prospect of songwriting and uh, recording until I came to, to Japan. I'm not sure why that eventuated you seem pretty serious to me because when, when I see you a lot um, I actually I don't see you too much anymore but when I do see you you often say yeah I was working on a song or I wrote a I wrote another song this weekend you're uh, you're getting to be a pretty uh, prolific song writer I think well that may be so but I'm not sure how good they are it's, it's kind of it's, it's, it's kind of an outlet I suppose uh, when I don't know when, when things happen in your life and you have a maybe any kind of experience whether it be powerful or not and if you don't have the chance maybe to share that with someone you can always bring it out in song or if something is difficult to express then you can uh, I guess get it out of your system in a way with a song hmm. you are listening to and I hope learning from the English teacher John show Besides writing the songs, how, how much for the, the technical aspects of you have the songs, they're ready, you practice them, how long to put it all together and mix it and do all the technical things to actually burn a CD? Yeah, a long time. Really? Was yeah, it? If, if I wasn't... Uh... <laughs> a long time means many months, something like that? Yeah, many months or, or many hours. It depends how much time you put into it. I mean, you could, you could do a song in a night if you spend maybe six, seven hours on one song. Uh, it kind of depends on your your mental state too, because when you hear a CD, it, it's fairly much perfect. Um, I'm not going to say my CD is perfect, but it's perhaps better than I could do in one take. So you play something, and if you make one mistake, you do it again, and then maybe you hear it, and there was a noise in the background. Maybe a siren goes off near your house if you're living in Japan, or maybe some you know loud thing happens, and you have to do the do it again and again. Your wife starts yelling at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your turn for dinner. What are you doing up there still? Um, so, yeah, it can take a long time or a short time. Um, and sometimes I know there was one song, The Little Ones, where the the final vocal track, I... I oh, I don't remember what song that is. Uh, hint, hint. I don't have the capo right here now, so... Oh, okay. Played up. Yeah. Anyway, See, now that you played a couple chords of it, I, I, <laughs> I remember it now. Anyway, I I'd been recording that for a couple of weeks, and um, I was never happy with the vocals. And I guess one of the, the problems is when you're learning how to sing or you're singing, it takes a long time to get used to the sound of your own voice. 
um, you probably encounter the same thing when you're listening to the, the podcast. You're, you're often your definitely your own voice without the reverberations you get through your skull, through to your ear bone. Yeah, when you hear it directly, exactly. it doesn't sound like you think it sounds. So I was having this problem with the song, but I think it was just I couldn't sing the song how I had envisioned it. I think when you write a song, you you have an idea of how it should sound, and then maybe your ability can take it there, or maybe it can't. So. I wasn't happy until the last week and then I kind of had, I suppose, a bit of a renovation and then I, I sang it maybe a week before I put the CD out over the top of previous versions and then I was happy with it. Oh, wow. And Interesting process. But it, the, the thing is... Are like, you a perfectionist? Does, the, does every song need to be perfect? Would, did you, <laughs> did, do you have uh, that element? I, well, it can't be perfect and I think that maybe I am a perfectionist in that sense that, uh, and probably anyone who... Uh, does a form of art would probably say that that it's really hard to get a sense of completion because probably what you imagine you can never actually bring that into reality maybe that's the whole mm. whole point of your imagination or having a fantasy of creating something that you can never quite quite get it but you can get pretty close and uh, I did my best and I gave myself a deadline and put it out Martin, I have to say, uh, I've, I've worked with Martin, um, besides our friendship, we, we actually oh, yeah. were employed at the same company, How the same English <laughs> teaching company, uh, English Conversation School, and Martin is uh, much more disciplined than me, so uh, when Martin sets a deadline and gets, sets his mind on something, he generally accomplishes it and meets it. Uh, so Martin, you yes. uh, w what all did you play? You played that synthesizer that I'm looking at okay, now. Okay, there's that synthesizer. There is some... on your CD. What which uh, instruments? Okay, so on the CD, basically, I recorded first uh, as as a what's the word? Like a guiding track, singing with a guitar, and maybe I'll put a click track behind me if I think my tempo is not very good. And then I'll lay down drums and bass. The drums I was just using computer software or in a couple I've got my djembe and some congos. And then after that I would put down the, uh, I guess the real vocals, what I think to be the real vocals with the guitar. And then if I couldn't do that together, if it didn't sound good, then I would cheat a little bit and go back and do the guitar and vocals again without playing them simultaneously. But of course when I'm playing live, you're playing both at the same time. But I guess your brain has so only so much capacity to do things well, and then bass, and then. Um, and I, you're, you you play the bass on the CD, right? Yes. So you you the bass, the guitar. Yes. Kudos to Derek, who uh, a Canadian friend who left Japan and left me his bass, so I was able to do a few before he left. A few of the tracks have uh, synthesizer bass because I didn't have a bass at that time. And oh, so then, you have a choice of actually picking up a real physical bass and yeah. playing it, or generating generating it through software. And, and playing it through a MIDI device and, and putting it in that way. Um, and then I would go back and then maybe for some songs that I wanted to put a few backing vocals in. Um, and a couple of the songs too, I went back and I brought Shin in and he accompanied with uh, his percussion. Very nice. Um, Martin uh, picked up the bass here just, uh, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes ago, so I was able to see you play. Yes. I think that's the first time I saw you play bass, and Martin, uh, you have some history with the bass. You're not just uh, a guitarist. and uh... No, no, I was uh, I used to be a worse guitarist, and that was part of the reason why I became a bassist. Uh, 
my very good friend in Australia, Ben, who's in a band called Canvas Grey in Australia. Uh, we were in high school together and, and played a lot together and we, we made a band in our last year of high school and we had to try and decide who was going to be the bass player. So we got one guy who was the main singer and Ben was the guitar and his guitar was better than mine so I said, oh, okay, I'll play bass. So I, I had played guitar before but I hadn't played bass so I bought a bass guitar and then taught myself how to play bass and played bass for a couple of years in Melbourne. Uh, early years of university we got to play around the, the pubs in Melbourne which was a, a nice experience. Wow, very yeah. nice. Yeah. And it's a fun instrument too, I mean often it doesn't look like much but when you're playing it, it kind of it's a nice drive driving kind of feel when the when you're playing with the drums together it's really what's pushing the song along. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I felt that just here in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're in the English Teacher John studio. Oh, no, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. in Martin's kitchen right here. Um, Don't tell anyone where, 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 how many Ks, 15 Ks out of Matsumoto in the foothills of the Japan. That's right, we're actually in Azumino City. We are not technically in Matsumoto right. for, this, uh, for, this, uh, for this interview. We're a stone's throw away from the Kita Alps. Yes, the Japanese Northern Alps. Mm. Very uh, close. Uh, Martin, I know we have some other segments that you've been kind enough to uh, let us play on the English Teacher John Show. Mm -hmm. um, besides guitar, bass guitar, we talked about the keyboards. Mm -hmm. You've got some other interesting things that you play. Ah, didgeridoo. Didgeridoo, yes. Ooh. Do you want me to get it quickly? Can you, can you ad lib for a, a few seconds? Uh, are you gonna are you gonna toot a little bit for us? Yeah, it's just down here. You just hold my guitar. And Let me hold the guitar here, and we'll send Martin out to get it. Should we should we do the D or the E? Australian instrument I only in put Martin's the, home country. Put that in one of my songs on the CD. I did a solo in uh, Wordsmith in the middle. You look, it looks like a lot of uh, sort of mouth and jaw and breathing exercise when you're playing that. Look, it, it looks like a bit of an effort. Uh, it is a bit of an effort in terms of keeping it going. You, you have to do a technique called circular breathing where you uh, essentially you take a breath while your cheeks push out the remaining air in, in your mouth and then any sound that you can make with your cheeks, jaw, tongue, chest you can then project that through the didgeridoo and it becomes a, a different sound as the Aborigines have been doing for thousands of years in Australia. It's, uh, I, I like it. It's a very interesting sound. I was able, I think first in your house, I was actually uh, able a while ago, I haven't tried it today to, to make the sound. It's not easy just to um, blow into the thing and get the sound. Uh, maybe I'll try it before I go. Yeah, come on, try. try. No, I'm not going to try. Come listeners now, come on. No, I'm not going to try. Come All right, on. here, we're going to give it a try. This is English teacher John playing Did You Do? That's it. All right, that's all you're going to get. Nope, I couldn't make the sound. It was the pressure. 
Oh, no, all right, but um, I think a little bit later I might give another try. Uh, Martin, and yes. there is a wind instrument that uh, we also, you have been uh, gracious to allow us to use it on the English Teacher John Show. Uh, you play a traditional Japanese instrument. Ah, I haven't for, for a while. Yeah, I have a shakuhachi. Uh... Did you play that? In Australia, or just since moving here? To no, I, I played it in Australia. I went to there's a kind of uh, what do you say alternative area of Australia called Byron Bay, and I went there for a holiday once after I finished university, and uh, there was a hippie that was having a clearance sale of his shakuhachis. I guess it wasn't a a lucrative business for him, and I picked one up for about sixty bucks, which is good because if you if you buy one here, it can cost you thousands of dollars. And but what's the uh, is not. Uh, as good as one of those, of course. But. What's the closest recognizable? Uh, what would our listeners... Uh, shakuhachi is similar to what that our listeners would know. Um, maybe a kenna, like a South American end-blown flute. So... Yeah, it's, it's a kind of flute. It's a, yeah, it's a flute, and it has a... The, the, the mouthpiece on the end is cut out, and you play it lengthwise, and you have to make a sound by... As a all flutes, breaking the air over the opening, which then creates a sound. But yeah, it's a pretty difficult. I tend to play it more in winter. It's a nice uh, having a bath instrument <laughs> with good acoustics nice. in the bathroom. Uh, Martin, any, uh, I know we're moving into winter here. Yeah. Um, do, do you have any gigs uh, scheduled? Any any, um, la any performances coming? Uh, none scheduled, but usually we play at, uh, by we, I say me and Shin. And I think this year to a fine guitarist Shin is your percussionist, percussionist. Uh, partner yes. in the group. Yes, and uh, it could be a trio. We've got uh, Shaw, who plays guitar a la Carlos Santana. Ooh. Really, and a really talented percussionist himself. So uh, we will be playing, I'm not sure when, at uh, Trax Bar, which is near Hakabagoryu in Nagano Prefecture. And we've got an invitation this year, too, to play... I think there's an English pub associated with the Momonoki Hotel near Hapoono. So a couple, at least a couple of public performances coming up. Yeah, so um, once I know about them, you can, I'll write them up on www.myspace.com slash Martin All right, well. And uh, you can check that out. And if, if you do want to CD, it's not available in any stores that I know of, so... <laughs> Um, well, yeah, you have to plug your CD here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's really cheap. I I was going to sell it for 10 yen, which is 1,000 yen. And uh, my partner didn't really believe in, in that price, and so she convinced me to drop it to 500. So my debut CD is a steal at $5. All right, well, let's... <laughs> Try to uh, see if you can find Martin at his uh, MySpace or Facebook page. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Martin, I'm going to pass you the guitar here. Okay. And as we say goodbye, uh, maybe you could strum something original there. Uh, let me send it over here. I won't uh, okay. mess it up by trying to play it there. Watch out for the... All right, well, um, Martin, uh, thank you very much for talking to us uh, right from your own kitchen. Thanks for a nice time today. It's I'm always, always yeah. nice. And uh, we all thank you because um, I really enjoy the music you've let us use, um, uh, that we use for our transitions and the intro. And uh, hey, will you come back and talk to us soon? For sure. I'd like to do maybe next time we'll do a little video, I think.
Okay. Pull out all the instruments. Well, as you know, I'm also teaching English, so good luck to all you English learners out there. All right. Thank you very much, Martin. Okay. How long do you want here? Play whatever you like. Okay. Today's idioms and sayings segment will first talk about the saying, Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Uh, this saying is about unexpected consequences, negative things that might come if your wish were granted. I wish I had $10 million. Ah, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Hmm. You'll get the money, but maybe you'll be miserable. Maybe that money will bring, uh, will change you and you'll lose your friends and uh, it, it really might not help your situation. Or how about when a relationship gets tough you might say something to your friend like, I wish she would leave me alone, or I wish he would give me space. Well, you might really get left alone or get a lot of space. Uh, your partner completely leaves you. Maybe you weren't thinking about that kind of result or those kinds of consequences. Oh, no. Yes. You might get what you're wishing for, but it might not be all of the positive things that you had hoped. Uh, also, children, uh, a frustrated or angry child might blurt out, I wish I never had to come back, or I wish he were gone, or even worse. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Okay, and uh, here are a couple of idioms also um, with sit as the main word in each. That's sit, S-I-T. 
Sit tight. I really want to go there and buy it. Hey, sit tight. After a couple of jobs, you'll have the money. Then you'll be able to, to buy it. Sit tight. Be patient. Wait a little bit. Don't do anything right now. Sit tight. Uh, next idiom. It doesn't sit well. Or it doesn't sit well with someone. Sorry, but that doesn't sit well with your best friend. She's not comfortable with the idea. She doesn't accept it or agree with it. It doesn't sit well with her. Uh, the government wants to stop giving money to farmers. Well, we are a farming community, and that plan doesn't sit well with our residents. It doesn't sit well with the local people. They don't agree with it. They don't like it. They don't accept it. The new plan doesn't sit well with them. Next up, it's quotations from or about musicians. We've got a few quotations for you today. Keeping in the theme of music, uh, these quotations are by or about musicians. Okay, let's go. First one. We don't like their sound. And guitar music is on the way out. That was the uh, Decca Recording Company rejecting the Beatles in 1962. We don't like their sound. And guitar music is on the way out. Well, uh, I think they were wrong on that one. The Beatles went on to be a very, very famous, maybe one of the most famous uh, rock and roll bands. Okay, next quotation. Country music is three chords and the truth. <laughs> I really like that one. That's from Harlan Howard. Um, H-A-R-L-A-N. H-O-W-A-R-D. Howard can be a first name or family name. In this case, it's a family name. Um, he was a famous country music songwriter who died in 2002. Country music is three chords and the truth. <laughs> um, I like that. Uh, next one. A man is a success if he gets up in the morning and gets to bed at night, and in between, he does what he wants to do. A man is a success if he gets up in the morning and gets to bed at night, and in between, he does what he wants to do. And that is from Bob Dylan, the uh, singer-songwriter. Uh, next quote. I was drawn to music that addressed the spirit, probably because my own needed to be addressed. <laughs> That's from Bruce Springsteen, a famous American rocker um, from the East Coast, not far from where I grew up in the Philadelphia area. 
I was drawn to music that addressed the spirit, probably because my own needed to be addressed. From Bruce Springsteen. And our next quote is from Jim Morrison, the uh, lead singer of The Doors, a famous band uh, back in the late 60s. Uh, Jim Morrison died in 1971. He said, O great creator of being, grant us one more hour to perform our art and perfect our lives. Kind of sounds like a prayer, doesn't it? One more time from Jim Morrison. O great creator of being, grant us one more hour to perform our art and perfect our lives. And um, I think that'll about do it for quotations today. Yes, it's uh, mostly Americans today in our quotation segment. Other than the first quote about the Beatles, uh, the other four musicians, Harlan Howard, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, and Jim Morrison are or were from the United States. Hey, have you checked out our Frapper map? At frapper.com slash English teacher John group. And Frapper is spelled F R. A-P-P-R. Um, I see that we have some new pins in the, um, on the map and some new photos, uh, especially uh, from the Ukraine or Ukraine, uh, Italy, South Korea, Russia, Brazil, Cyprus, Lithuania. I think that might be our first one from Lithuania and Poland. So thank you very much for adding your hometowns to our Frapper map and for uh, submitting your photos. Uh, I appreciate that. You can find the link on our podcast page. Well, that brings us to the end of show number 63. I hope you enjoyed our musical talk with Martin, who provides most of the music for our show. Uh, you can find our blog, all of our video and audio podcasts, some transcripts, other language help, and more at our Always a Work in Progress website, EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Our email address is podcast at EnglishTeacherJohn.com. Also, you can leave us a voicemail message on Skype at Skype ID English Teacher John. Uh, thanks to Martin for joining us today. Uh, you can check him out on his MySpace page at MySpace.com slash Martin Chenal, M-A-R-T-I-N-C-H-E-N-H-A-L-L. -L. I think I got that right. Thanks to all of you for listening to the English Teacher John Show. My name is John Coons. Have a great week. Mm, the little one They look to us 
Try to learn what's right from what's wrong to learn from us but how can we teach when we 